So how many of us, move these out of the way so I don't trip, feel that longing to go home, that, that, that feeling that something should be different, and that if it were only different, then I would be all right. <laughs> If the other seven and a half billion people would just line up, I would be fine. It's this idea that, um, that there's somewhere else we should be, that there's some place better, that there's something better, that there's some version of us that is better. And I titled this talk, Just the Way You Are, not after the Billy Joel song, but I do love that song. Um, because it is so hard, as I think it was Peggy that said when, we, when I read that about self-worth, I just heard this little voice that said, yeah, but it's not that easy. It's hard to do. It's not complicated. The only person standing in your way of you loving yourself completely is you. No one else. No one else. But life is confusing because we want to be good. Right? We want to be good. We feel like we're always falling short because we get mad and we say hurtful words and we harm ourselves by thoughtlessness and non-loving thoughtless acts. We hurt other people by thoughtlessness and non-loving thoughtless acts. We grasp, we defend, we attack, we attack by defending. We are bombarded with messages of what we should be and that we should be more than what we are. Wealthier, younger, less wrinkled, more tan, less wrinkled and more tan, okay? That we should be better at our jobs, that we should be thinner, that we should be kinder, that we should be, that we should eat organic, that we should fast, that we should juice, that we could get more things done, that we could rest more, that we could be more giving, that we could do more self-care, that we spend, save, live in today, plan for the future, and for heaven's sake, while you're doing all that, be grateful and happy. We're bombarded by these messages, and guess what? Those messages are out there. They did not come with you. But at some point, you decided to listen to them and to apply them to yourself to much great harm. This idea that there's something wrong with me. And yet, these messages are everywhere, so no wonder we don't love and accept ourselves. There's a paradox. I talk about paradox all the time. You know, paradox is two truths that seem opposite, but yet are both true and stand together. Early on in seminary, I was told that if I were to become a minister, I had to really, really hold on to this paradox and know it was, actually, it was absolutely true that in the scope of an infinite, eternal world, infinite, no beginning and no end, eternal, bigger than, no limits, right? In that eternal, infinite world, my human life is completely insignificant. And everything I do and think matters. Can you hold that? That everything you do and think and say matters. It matters because you're not just this little human life. You are that one, that awareness so immense that holds it all, as the song says, that holds it all. 
and everything that you do contributes to that or contributes to your forgetting that. <laughs> you're either doing things to help you remember or you're doing things that make you forget. So this, this paradox exists. And in New Thought, we say that you are a child of God and you inherit the perfection of God. Can you hold that? You inherit the perfection of God. Really? <laughs> really? It's hard to hold, isn't it? Because the truth is, we were also given, I believe, by God, this longing to, to know more, to do more, to be more. And in this world, in this human life, we translate that to being better. I want to be better. I need to be better. I want to be a good person. I'm not good enough. I want to be better. It's a hard thing. It's a hard paradox to hold on to. So we say in New Thought that you were born in love, for love, by love, living in love, as love, through love. Yikes. But are we always showing up that way? Because we're here to be divine love in expression. But often we don't see that as our truth. And we look around, as the song says, am I even in the right place? Because if we are born in love, by love, for love, and everyone is, then what is all this greed and pain and selfishness and cruelty? What is all that? What is this loss? What is this death? So here's the thing. We are God in expression. I believe that absolutely. You are, the oneness of God is expressing itself during this lifetime as you, as Susan, as Rick, as Bronwyn. The oneness of God is expressing itself as you today and every day for your whole human life. And God is learning about God's self by what you do and say. So you can't really do it wrong. Can you believe that? There's not really a way to do it wrong. There's just something different to be learned. Think of yourself as on a journey. And you come to a crossroads and you either turn left or you turn right. And it doesn't matter at all. You will end up in a different place temporarily. But if your journey is for you to realize that the whole thing belongs to you, that the whole thing is you, then you really can't do it wrong, no matter where you seem to end up. We don't see this as our truth, and that's because we sit in the human chair most of the time. We sit in the chair that says, finite, that says, um, I know that I don't like it when other people do mean things, and so I hate the meanness in myself. And maybe I'm the only one that sees it. And maybe that makes it feel even worse because other people seem to think I'm a nice person, which means I'm not only mean, but I'm a liar. You have any voices like that in your head? Guess what? Everybody's mean and a liar. That's part of our journey here. Also, everybody is kind and truthful. That's part of our journey here. You can't get it wrong. There is this awareness. It's like we focus so much on um, a leaf, a leaf 
that we have no idea that there's a forest. You know? We have no idea, not even just a tree, but a leaf. Oh, this leaf isn't looking too good. That leaf is part of an infinite forest, and we can't see it because we're sitting in the human chair. So let's get up, everybody right now, get up and sit in the God chair. Just move your butt a little bit, sit it back down. Now you're in the God chair. And what is, what, when you sit in the God chair, what do you hear? That's that beloved self, by the way, that she sings about. My beloved self appeared. The truth of who I am appeared and said, oh, honey, I see. I see what it looks like. And that's okay. Because you are God in expression. And whatever you're expressing, that's God in expression. You don't mess up. Whatever you're expressing is God in expression. I said that last week about, um, or maybe it was in, our, in, in class, I can't remember, where I was talking about the third step, that if you ask yourself, if you say, I'm giving my will and my life to you, and you truly mean it, then you might just pay attention to what your will in your life is bringing you and know that that is yours. That, that not that you're doing it wrong, but that that is what is yours to do at this moment. This is a hard concept. It is. And I'm approaching it this way because we use all the excuses in the world, all of this stuff that tells us, no, but I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. I know what I should be doing, and I'm not doing it. Right? I know what I should be doing, and I happen to know that I'm not doing it. I may have you fooled a little bit, but I know I'm not doing it. Right? We all think that way. But what if every mistake you make was exactly the mistake that you were supposed to make to get you to the next step? Therefore, not a mistake. Therefore, not a mistake. It reminds me of this story that we were reading in, um, in The Wind is My Mother this week in class. Uh, uh, the, the writer of the story, Bearheart, tells, us, tells about a young girl who was homeless. Um, who didn't have a place to live. Her family was going from place to place to place. And um, someone said to her, I'm so sorry that you're homeless. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. We have a home. We still have a house to put it in yet. It's not some you, who you are supposed to be is not some future you out there somewhere. Who you're supposed to be is completely present within you right now, as it is. Can you say that? Just in this moment, close your eyes and say, you're exactly who you're supposed to be. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Good job, you. And whatever resistance you feel to that, that's your work. Not your work to get better and do better, but to understand more fully. Because here's what I know. The truth of who you are is like your native intelligence. You are born as smart as you are. You can acquire knowledge or not. Knowledge does not make you smarter. It makes you know more things. Does that make sense? Right? So if you are a child of God, born in love, 
then you are love. It doesn't matter what you do, you are love. And as you learn to do more loving things, awesome. Knowledge goes both ways, by the way. Part of our knowledge, what we call our knowledge, tells us, no, you're not good enough, you're not doing it right. So we need maybe a little bit more knowledge that says, well, actually, yes, I am. I am doing it right. I'm doing it the only way that I could do it because I am the one and only unique expression of God that is me. And this is apparently what I was supposed to be doing because here I am doing it. That's all the proof you need is that here you are doing it. I think of this as um, it's like the house, right? The house is the body. It's this human life. It's this temporary vessel. But home is the spirit, is eternity. It's permanent. So who you are permanently cannot be changed by what you do temporarily. But it can be informed by that. And I believe that's what we're here to do. We're here to inform ourselves of it. So I was thinking about metaphors because I, I, like, I think an analogy. I like, co- I like concrete examples of something that I can figure out how to apply. And so here's what I came up with. Let's say I'm German, that my DNA says that I am absolutely 100% German for generations and generations back. I am German, but I don't speak German. Does that make me less German? No, it doesn't make me any less German. However, if I learn the language of German and I use it, does that make me more German? No, but it makes me more skillful at navigating life in Germany. It makes me better able to communicate So if you are love, your DNA says you are 100% love, but you have not yet learned the whole complexity of the language of love, does that mean you're not really love? Nope, you're just as love as you ever were. And if you want to learn the language of love, you will find that you move through this world more peacefully, that you communicate a little more easily that you grow in knowledge and in not just knowledge, but in a, a deep knowing that you are this love, but you don't become more love because you are always 100% love. So think of yourself possibly not as someone who keeps doing it not right, but as someone who is here to learn the language of love. You know, and some of us started with a, like with German parents, and it was easier for us to learn German. And some of us did not. Some of us didn't even start learning German until we were old. And most of us somewhere in between. You are on the journey of learning the language of love. You don't get better because you know the language, but life does get a little more easy. Because we're not changing who we are. We're just changing how we think of things. And if I can drag this analogy on a little further, how do I learn German? I practice German. Every day I have to practice it over and over and over again because if I don't practice it, I'll remember, I'll learn something and go, ah, the heavens opened, I learned this word, and I don't use it and it's gone. You ever have an epiphany like that where it feels like the heavens opened and then later you're like, I don't know where that went. I remember that I felt like the heavens were pouring their grace down upon me, but I don't feel it today. Did I practice it? Did I keep on 
waking myself up? Did I keep on using that language? When I learned that word, did I use it over and over and over again in as many situations as possible so that it could become ingrained in me? <coughs> Same thing with using the language of love. You start to use the language of love and you get better and better and better at it. And I don't mean just words of love. I mean thoughts of love. I mean actions of love. The way we talk and treat ourselves, the way we talk to and treat others. That is our expanding our knowledge of the language of love. Through conscious, repetitive, determined use of the language, we develop the skill for the action of love. Ooh, I like that. So you're not changing who you are. You're just becoming more skillful. And here's the other thing I know about language. If you really want to know a language, immerse yourself in it. Don't allow yourself to speak a different language. Anybody ever been in a language immersion program? where you could only, even if you only had this many words to communicate with, those are the only words you're allowed to use. And you hung around with people who only spoke those words to you. That's true immersion. So how can you truly immerse yourself in the language of love? The only way I know to do it is to pay attention, is to listen to your own mind. And there's the hard part. Now, the hard part is that we don't really want to believe that. We have a world that says things are black or white, they're right or wrong. There are good people and there are bad people, and there are good things and there are bad things. What if you changed that? What if you changed that and said, no, I will speak the language of love today to myself first, because you can't speak it to anyone else until you have taken it into yourself. And then eventually what happens when you're immersed, it's very frustrating at first and it's scary. And it feels like, I don't, have enough, I don't have enough skill to be able to do this. I'm gonna drown. And then you get better at it and you start translating quicker and quicker. You hear a word and you think, oh, I know what that means. And you hear another word, oh, I know what that means. And then you want to say something, you think, I know how to say that. And you use the skill that you've developed in order to say that. And then one day, you realize you're not translating anymore. You are thinking in that language. Anybody know a second language and, and, and have that experience of thinking in another language? It's, that's really the turning point, y'all. That's really the turning point. I'm thinking in that language. What if you begin to practice your possibly tiny vocabulary of love. And I think those of us here have a bigger vocabulary than most people because we wouldn't be here if we weren't already paying attention to that. Start practicing that vocabulary of love, not just on other people, but on yourself first. Maybe you don't have very many words at first. Maybe it's awkward and stiff to say, you know what, like the, what Chris Chenoweth urged us to do, to stand in front of the mirror and say, I love my body, I love you, body. You do wonderful things for me, and I love you. Because we've been taught, no, 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 if you don't look like certain people, 
who also don't look like that, by the way. You're just seeing pictures of them. If you don't look like that, then you're not quite good enough. You're not there yet. You don't get to love it yet. No. What was your body here for? To look good in a magazine? Your body is here to help you navigate this planet, to help you learn the language of love in the way only you can, and you can only do it in this unique way because of who you are, how your body is, when and how and where you were born into this human life. It all is in that soup. And some of us feel like we have a little more to fight against than others. Okay, then that means your muscles will get stronger. If you have to lift heavier loads in order to get there, that means when you get there, you are strong in it. So today, today, could we agree to try this spiritual experiment of when we think, oh, no, I didn't do that right. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. I, here I am eating that thing that I said I didn't want to eat. Whatever, whatever it is. Said I wasn't going to do this and then I did it. Said I wasn't going to yell at my husband and here I am yelling at my husband again. That happens to me frequently, y'all. <laughs> what if instead of going, oh, you failed again, I went, oh, opportunity to remember that I'm love and love is what I deserve and love is what's mine to give and I might be a little slow in learning the language, but by golly, I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice today on myself. I'm going to practice today on the people around me. And then what I'm going to notice, it's like slug bug. You ever played a game of slug bug? You slug somebody if you see a VW bug anywhere? You might not have seen a VW bug in years, but if you're trying to not get slugged by seeing it first, you're going to start seeing them everywhere. It's like buying a new car. You had never seen that car before. Now, look, there's a car just like mine. There's another car just like mine. We see what we look for. We see what we have taken into ourselves as ours. We see what we pay attention to. And so today, I ask you to pay attention to the love that you are. And I really believe this is true, Chris said in his thing, that others will begin to treat you the way you secretly treat yourself. The way you secretly treat yourself. You're not fooling anybody. You may be fooling somebody, but mostly you're not fooling anybody. People will respond to who you think you are more than what you put out into the world. You will find that to be true. Because here's the deal. You are love. Here to act and speak the language of love, which is laborious until it gets easier. And if you never, ever learn the language, if you never get past mas cervezas, <laughs> right? Noch ein Bier. If you never get past that, that's okay because you are still just as much a member of the family of love as Mother Teresa or anyone else. Love is your birthright. You are a citizen of love. You belong to love. You are 100% DNA-proofed love. No one can take your passport. You don't ever get to not be love in this life, no matter what you do. Take that in for a second. No one can kick you out. And as hard as you try, you can't even really kick yourself out. You are love. Thank you.
I'm just going to take that into meditation for just a moment. So make yourself comfortable where you are. And take in a breath. Just to relax yourself, maybe a couple of deep breaths, and then just allow yourself to breathe normally. And if your mind starts to wonder, just wander to somewhere besides where you are right now, where your body is, where your hands are, then just gently bring it back. Oh no, I don't have anything to do right now but this. to just be with myself in this moment. In this moment, we try out this language. I love you just the way you are. Say to yourself, I was born love. My parentage is love. My inheritance is love. Love is my birthright and love is what I'm here to be. awareness of perfect love there is room there's room for working to learn the language and become more skillful and there is room for making a mistake or many 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 mistakes turns out there is no mistake, just another opportunity to experience remembering the love that you are. say these words to yourself you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be so that you can learn exactly what you're supposed to learn so that you can more easily and skillfully express who you already are
this moment say to your body, I love you. Exactly as you are. And when that is followed up by a secret thought of except for this and except for this and except for this, just gently, gently say, yeah, you know, that's not really true. I just haven't learned the language yet, but I'm learning it. And give yourself permission because you're the only one who can. To even more secretly love it just like it is. And as you do this over and over again, you will walk through the world skillfully, confidently. to express more of the truth. today is to think love toward myself to the best of my ability so that I can find myself being more loving in general, more loving to others, more easily able to let go of perceived hurts and wrongs. which in turn makes me face the world with a more open heart, which allows me to receive love more fully. And if I've already developed the skill of taking in that love, of receiving it from myself, then I can easily receive it from another and give it out again. starts with me and today right now in this moment I practice I am love I am worthy I am uniquely perfect as an expression of the love of God in this human life.
and when I can rest in this place I know that peace when I stop arguing with myself then I get to stop arguing with the world and know that Therefore, I am good. Therefore, all is well. And so it is.